welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Michael Zipovich. Hello. And today we are talking backup running backs. Yes, backup running backs. And... You know, it's the backup running back that can end up winning you a championship. No running backs are coming through the season unscathed. None of them. Uh, Well, a couple of them may. But they're the number one position that gets hurt in the league. Uh, It's a very fluid, it's a fluid situation with the guys that are good as it is, let alone just getting through the season with their backups coming in and contributing. And having the right backup running back can really help your team. It could really put you in a position to, uh, you know, win a championship and keep winning games and not skip a beat. Because some running backs, definitely the first running back we're going to take and uh, talk about, can come in and contribute in a big way. I mean, the odds are that you're, when you start the season, your two starting running backs, being your starting running backs at the end of the season, probably slim. Slim. Right. Yeah, and the, or even to start the season, Le'Veon Bell. Right. He's missing some games. So. Right. So you better have a you better have a plan. And you know, in redraft fantasy football, you don't really draft backup running backs for hand the handcuff your running back. You know. No. Maybe if you draft early, you take C.J. Anderson and you take Monty Ball just to kind of confirm that situation. But in dynasty fantasy football, if you have a deep enough roster, it's really good to target some of your backup running backs just so you don't have to worry about where you're going to scramble to fill that hole. You know, if you have, right. if you have, uh, you know, say, say you have Frank Gore, you draft Josh Robinson late just because, hey, it gives me some good depth there. And going through, you know, I use our lads' uh, depth charts to see where these people stand on the depth chart. And going through them and doing some research for the podcast makes me, sh- you know, realize a lot of these backup running backs are backups for a reason because they're just not very good. There's not a lot of depth there besides the rookies, and that's one position. That's that's one name you're not going to hear on the podcast today is a rookie's name because, of course, you're going to target the rookie running backs. Of course, those are who you want. They're, they're the great unknown. Everybody loves unknown because you could say they're going to be as good as they want to be. Yeah, exactly. You know, so one thing I encourage if you if you want some rookie if you want some running backs to target them during your drafts. Get. The, you know, the easiest way to get the next big, big thing is always through your rookie drafts. And again, there's a and a lot of these backups are going to be rookies. You know, Cameron Artis Payne, that's a great guy to own who's going to back up a Jonathan Stewart. Uh, but rookies are going to be somebody we don't talk about. They were just drafted. They're not guys you can really go out and target right away. And they should probably be taken already, you know, via your rookie draft. So it's there. And the guys that we're going to talk about may, depending on the size of your roster or the rosters in your league, Maybe one or two of them might be available or someone that you can acquire relatively easily. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's going to be a 50 50 mix here. I mean, I know like the first guy we're going to talk about, Niall Davis, like he's not going to come very cheap. Uh, he's not somebody I'd overpay for. But there's somebody on the bottom, le- you know, the bottom of the list, somebody like Terrence West, you could probably get really cheap uh, in your league. So I definitely encourage this year, if you need help at running back or some depth at running back, really attack this rookie class this year where there's a lot of, it's a deep class, and use that as your avenue to build depth in this year's draft. Again, it's a deep class. It's a really good way to go. A lot of the backups out there aren't really worth barely even owning. Like The only value they have is to the person that owns that player. Because even some of them are the ones that I saw that would come in they don't, they don't even excite me to the point where even if they got to start, like, eh, that's fine. You know, I, I'd, hate, I'd hate to have to start this guy. So the first guy I do want to talk about is Niall Davis. Now, Niall Davis is 23 and they're in the third year of his league. And when he went in last year, he, he played well. He had 463 yards last year. 176 of those came off, you know, of those runs were 15 yards plus, which is a great stat. And, you know, if Jamal Charles gets hurt, hey, you have somebody that you can put in there that you saw have success and now davis is you know he's he's a i don't want to say he's a hot commodity but he's somebody in the dynasty community entering year three people like you know i need to get that now davis share because he's the he's the obvious heir apparent to jamal charles 
right? A lot of people are, you know, it, it's it's coming to the point where a lot of people in the dynasty community are expecting the Jamal Charles demise. Like it's, it, he's coming to the end of the, the end of the, his this end is, of the rope. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where if you have him in dynasty, you're seriously thinking about like cutting bait, get what you can for him. I know I've heard that quite a few times, you know, you want to build to jump ship while you can still get relatively good value. Good value. Great value. Right, right absolutely. Because I mean, there's a lot of people that would love to have Jamal Charles, but like if you're one of those owners where you, you try to, there's that fine line of, Hey, I can, I can cut bait and, and still cash in or because next year you might not be able to so I'd be on that boat. On I which one? The cut bait. Right. Boat. Only and now there's some bias to it as well, because I've never been, I've never out of all the fantasy leagues redraft and dynasty I've ever done. I've never had Jamal Charles on one of my teams. Yeah, me either. Me Just either. because, the way he plays, it's a, it's, a, it's a durability issue for me. You know what I mean? It's like he's always something like, I can't count on him to be there during the end of the season. You know, it's just it, he's, he's a big play explosive receiver. I mean, running back, but he's just not somebody I've always been a fan. He's really good. Oh, he's great. Yeah, he's great. Yeah. And if I had him, I'd probably, if I actually, you know, if I, if I was one of those teams that drafted him as a rookie, I'd be like, oh, Jamal Charles, he's, he's Well, right. I think it's one of those things, like if you did own him, if you had an investment in him, you would be it's probably harder to cut bait it's easier for us to say because we we don't own them yeah. in any of our you know any of our leagues so it, you're not like maybe emotionally attached like some of the others but he is 28 people. you know right it, running backs age always has to be an issue right because um, i think you the way he plays is outside of fred jackson no one's you know i mean the guy's <laughs> like 39, 40, you know, he's probably going to be playing until he's 47 because that guy's like a freak of nature, you know, but he's obviously, a Franco in yeah, the NFL exactly. Running backs, obviously exaggerating, but like, you know, once that, that 30 is, is the cutoff point, breed. man, you know, right. Adrian Peterson can go after that. I'm sure. Uh, right. You know, Frank Gore has exceeded expectations at a late age. Right. Uh, obviously Fred Jackson, but even like Fred Jackson, I mean, he's not somebody you're, you count no, on he's not a season. super, no, he's just a, you know, he is what he is. He, he's just a, a solid filler piece. You know what I mean? But he just it, keeps going. Like, literally, going. how how old is he? Like, 35 or something? 34, 35. 35. I mean, that's well, terms, that's really for old. running back, yes, mm-hmm. that's really old. I remember looking at the, you know, it's weird, too, about that, you know, now that I'm 35, you know, right. I remember just being younger, and you look at those, even sometimes, even sometimes, not they're my peer age, and you look at them like, wow, he looks pretty old, you know? Yeah. And you look, when you're even, like, younger in your 20s, a 35-year-old guy who's about to retire, you're like, wow, man, he looks like he needs to retire. Yeah. Now, I'm I'm at 35, I'm like, man, I'm like, I'd have to retire. Right. I still feel uh, good. You yeah, know? right. I don't work out nearly as good, to the, you know, as well as these guys. Yeah, eating is good, getting all the treatments, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, still can't crazy. Hold up. It's crazy. It's a, it's a grown man's game. Yeah, I mean, there's very few guys. So, like, yeah, you, you're starting, cause, because then next year, you know, Jamal Charles, then he's going to be, like, you know, on that borderline 29-30. So, it's like, where do you cut bait? And one of the prize backups is Niall Davis. and Because from what we've seen, he's very explosive. And I want to put some stuff out here on Niall Davis while we have him. Now, okay. I think Niall Davis is a guy that he has some really good value to Jamal Charles owners, and if Jamal Charles goes down because he's shown that he can contribute. But at the same time, you know, after I, he's the, he, out of all these players I came away with, because at the same time, I went into him like, man, Niall Davis is probably the number one backup that I'd probably want to own right around now. Yeah. That's, that's the mentality I went into this podcast with. Upon doing my research on Niall Davis, I read a couple good articles. I saw some good tape on him, and he's really a boomer bust back. You know, he hesitates a lot at the line, and he fails to follow his blocks a lot behind the line. And I mean, he has a speed, but really, did he get a chance to use it because of his hesitation? Now, this is his third year, so there's room to grow, and these are things that be corrected. But I mean, he really. Did a lot of things bad, I guess is the best way to put it, behind the line of scrimmage. And that's not falling his blocks. And that's, you know, he, he'd hesitate and then hit the wrong hole or just hesitate just long enough where he, if he would hit that hole, he'd have way more big games. And, again, he has a speed to overcome that again. But his runs over 15 yards, I mean, that, that's it's a, it's a nice stat. Right. But compared to carry-wise, it wasn't, like, overly, overly impressive. So, 
I like Niall Davis. Again, this is his third year. But there's a lot of things after going into him, like he kind of knocked me down because I was ready to come in on him as the number one backup running back. Yeah, to me, like he seems above and beyond like the number one guy. I mean, you look at his 3.5 yards per carry average. That's shocking, like, you know, when you're breaking it down because to me, he seems like he's the guy that is averaging way higher yards per carry, but just due to the fact they have Jamal Charles, he's just not getting as many opportunities. And a teaser here, the number one guy I have here has a 6.7 yard average. Wow. Going into la- from last year. Such a tease. So, yeah, I mean, and I, and I was, that, that's the first stat I saw before I even did any more research was this, yeah. that average. I'm like, how is that? That doesn't seem right. Right. You know, because it's, it's those, it's that hesitation behind the line of scrimmage. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's not letting him get places. So now Davis is almost, he's, everybody, he should be owned in every format. But he is, he's a boom or bust kind of player that you're going to have on your roster. And he might be somebody after, and a lot of research I did was out of the Kansas City kind of like article. So I like to read the beat writers reports. Oh, they do. People local definitely have a better grasp on what the heck's going on than the national guys. And this is where I started to find some of the, like, and hey, number one article I read was, is Niall Davis the next uh, starter in Kansas City, and if yeah. you can Google that article, like the Arrow Parent so, type thing, yeah, it's, I think it's out of the Arrowhead Press or something out of Kansas City. Phenomenal article, really, really in depth, yeah. on him, and it broke down at the end in the very end. And it was like a tease, like, oh, you know, it starts off real hot on him, like, yeah, but the, yeah, now Davis is this, this is leading up to everything I thought he would be, yeah, and then it just breaks down. They start showing tape and they start showing film, yeah, on him, and it's like, wow, well, now Davis isn't uh, isn't as good as I thought he was, but he is. He is somebody, if Jamal Charles, opportunity for him is there if Jamal Charles gets hurt. It's a team that runs the ball. Absolutely. A lot. So, and again, I'm just one of the people, I'm, if you ask me, I always think Jamal Charles has a chance. Right. He has a chance. Yeah. I mean, everyone has a chance to get hurt, obviously, but there, you you know, as well as I do, it's like, there's guys that seem to be more prone than others. Yeah. To me, I mean, in the, in the layman's terms, you know, I like. It just, I like Niles Davis. Niall Davis, he'd be somebody I would love to have because the ceiling is definitely there in my mind, just based off of like, you know, the explosive highlights that you do see every week to week when he's in there. It's like, I do, I, I like what I see now. Granted, you know, that's, Coming through, you know, seeing the highlights, you know, exactly. when watching your regular, it's your hi- regular game. Is highlights are great, and that is the thing: is highlights are great. And if you're a Kansas City fan, I'd uh, please tweet at me because I'd like to know what your takes are as well. But and I will give Niall Davis the edge here because he is 23. This is right. his third year, and the stuff I didn't like about him hesitating behind the line and uh, you know, following his blocks that could be taught. You know, that's not right. That's not I mean, obviously, it can't problem. be like every single time. I'm sure they're. Right? I, it was I, I a don't lot. know. A lot. No. It was a lot. I mean, again, his yards per carry shows for it. Yeah. Because I mean, you got to imagine, this is a guy that had um, 176 of his yards came on runs that were 15 yards, more than 15 yards, out of his 463. So he had, you know, that's almost, it's, not, it's, it's a little less than half. It's probably, you know, like three-eighths of his, like, yard total. So what about everything else in between? You know, so a 3.4 yard average for a guy that we thinks a big play explosive, you know, runner who runs these big yard plays, that's kind of a tail of the tape right there. Yeah. But, but again, it's just, he only, he's only played two years. I'm a fan. It doesn't mean I'm not a fan. I'm just putting the facts right, out there. Right. Play, playing devil's advocate, pros, cons, yeah. both ways. I mean, you know, the only real tangible thing that you can put on it is like what value draft pick would you try you know like a second a mid yeah second. R- right just because of what's out there now i think i would do i would do a high second i would have a hard time giving up a first just because you just said so rather i'd rather take my chance on what i know now i'd rather have duke johnson <sighs> silence that's tough i mean like no it's debatable well, you're giving up if you give right first. yeah right so that's what you have, to, you have to tell yourself who would i rather have would i have now davis or would i have duke johnson now to me i guess it's you know, it probably it's going to be like almost like a flip of the coin, right? But just on again, what I like about the, where we go from the beginning, I'd rather go with the unknown and the hype and the unknown and the rookies. You know, like right. I already have some negative things here to think about Nile Davis. Right. I've got nothing to think about negative about Duke Johnson right now. Right. No, Plus you're I'm right. a Browns homer. So outside the fact he hasn't signed yet. Outside the fact, yeah, that's that's <laughs> as well. That's true as well. And then, oh, but you know, 
Max Williams, uh, Duke Johnson. Um, I don't know who else went high. You know, Jay Ajayi. No, I, I'll give you that. I, I, you know, right. Nile Davis or Jay Ajayi, I'd yeah. probably take Nile Davis. Uh, but again, I, I understand if you give a high second, I'm not going to say, well, you gave up too much. Right, For but me, that's, I mean, it's it's in there. Mid to high, yeah. mid to high second right. is what I'm thinking here. Um, let's move but on. But I'm sure if you had him, if you were an owner, you I don't think you would make that deal, right? Probably not. Yeah. Because he's got no. an upside, but I mean, right. it depends. Now, for a mid-second, I probably wouldn't do it. But it, right. And it's the thing, for a running back, you, you just got to pay over or pay a little bit. Yeah. It probably would take a high second for me to give it up. Yeah. Because you know, if I'm sitting in the draft, in my rookie draft, and, you, and somebody comes up to me and like, hey, and Duke Johnson on the board at, say, 2-3. Like right. So, and that's about right. That's almost mid-high second. Yeah. At 2-3, and Duke oh, Johnson on the board, yeah. and I'm like, oh, I want Duke Johnson. Hey, what do you want for this pick? I want now Davis. I'd say... Yeah, that's fair. I'd say sold. Yeah. That's so, a fair. I mean, that's, that's at least fair. I mean, you could see it go. People would probably split down the middle if they like it or not. So, that means it's Both fair. Both outside players. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, it is fair. Okay. And a lot. We'll call this the Nile Davis show. Right. That's a, that was a long <laughs> segment. So, um, next guy we're going to talk on the list here. Now, here's a guy who I've always been a fan of. Always. Coming out of Nebraska, I was a big fan. Roy Hulu. Um, Now, he averages 5.4 yards per carry in 2014. He had four on 40 attempts. He had 11.4 yards per catch on 42 receptions. Okay. He runs the ball well. He catches the ball well. Limited opportunity in Washington. And now he goes to Oakland. And I just love his situations. You know, the Raiders look to run a more up tempo offense this year, maybe go a little bit more no huddle. And you have Latavius Murray, who's kind of penciled in as a starter right now. Latavius Murray is as fast as they come, explosive running back. Yeah. Uh, he had limited action. You know, the first game he got a start, he got hurt. Looked looked terrific before that. Looked awesome for yeah. those, like, four, three, four runs or oh, whatever. He ran two touchdowns. Yeah. Of like, was it, like, 70 and 80 yards? Yeah. Like, in on four, like, we had, like, four carries. And for, for, like, 170 yards yeah. and two touchdowns or something like that. And yeah. I know because I drafted Latavius Murray in multiple, like, a couple dynasty leagues. So, he was somebody that kind of always intrigued me on his speed and his explosiveness. And being on the Raiders, obviously, is a good opportunity for anybody. So you have Latavius Murray there. I'm not even counting Trent Richardson as a threat. No, because I... No, not at all. Yeah, I mean, the Browns, he looked good. He went to Indy, and you thought that would be... Okay, you know, new scenery, maybe this, and he'll do good here. No. I'm not counting the Raiders to be his, you know, his his life-altering, get-putting-it-all-together place to be. No, like, that's your last stop before you're out of the league type yeah, thing. He's, so, you know. he's done. He'll be... And if anything, even worst case here, Brent, Trent Richardson would be splitting carries with Latavius Murray. Right, where Roy Hallou's going to be playing, like, no matter what. Yeah, he's going to be the third down back, most likely, He yeah. for what he does well. And don't put it past Hallou if Murray does struggle and he's not the back that we hope he is to be. To him, you know, holding exactly. down the starting job for at least this year. For this year. You know, and right. then they draft the back. And, it, and if, maybe he turns around, maybe Hallou's good enough to start. Right. Um. You know the average, the yards per carry is there, five point four. Uh, his cat, the way the he receive, the ball, yeah, the receptions are there. I mean, forty nine is rookie year. Then, then he, I think he was injured or whatever. Then thirty one and forty two the the previous two seasons. So it's great receiving back. So that's where I think like he will definitely be on the field at all times. And it's either, you know, it's really between Murray and Trent Richardson. Like for the digging into him, right? Exactly. So. so, obviously, I spent Trent to fizzle completely. Um, wouldn't even be a huge shocker if that guy couldn't even make it into week one. You know, they they just cut bait, but we'll see. Uh, so Latavius Murray, who's unknown, and Roy Hallou, and again, like we said, it can, it can come to a point where it's a literally a fifty-fifty kind of split with those two. And if all the reports that they're going to run this, you know, no, you know, no huddle, up tempo offense are true. Right. Well, Hulu's going to be getting on the field a lot more than we anticipate. Right, absolutely. So if you run a PPR league, which you really should, uh, Hulu is definitely somebody you want to target that you could probably get really cheap right about now. Right. Definitely when your rookie drafts come up and you know how we say it, you know, approach that, like, you know, how you want to get Hulu, come in real sly-like with them. Right. Hey, man, I need some running back help. I know this is a deep class, you know. Right. And then with this being a deep class, it might be a good opportunity to kind of, you know, get you know, like I'm gonna draft some running backs. I'll give you Halu. You know, in Oakland, right? Try to get him as like a throw-in type, or just go in like just you're saying. Draft pick. Yeah, I, I, it's, I, 
now you would now telling you this, you'd be like, oh, that's way too much. But like a late second round pick for Roy Halu, I think any I think any Halu owner at the time before the draft or before doing any research was like, oh hell yeah, yeah, you know, you probably get him for a third, really. Uh, but he's somebody that he can come in and almost like somebody else we're gonna talk about, like the Danny Woodhead, you know, yeah, who we're gonna talk on here because Danny Woodhead's one of the top two backup running backs I would like to have on my team or try to acquire. But I can see Hulu coming in there. Right. I, I think I really like Hulu. Like if you're, you know, if anyone listens that does redrafts at all, because you could probably get him way, super way late. super late. No one will, it probably won't even be really on too many guys, you know, people's radars. Like mm-hmm. if they, if they draft them, they're probably not thinking much. There's no They'll take Latavius and Trent Richardson. Right. So yeah, he's somebody I like to target that might get you. If, if the Raiders, you know, if they, if they take a step forward, you know, he is definitely somebody that I, I would like for sneak statistics. Hulu's on my target list of my redraft leagues. Like I said before, I, I do a 2,000 in my phone. I keep notes. Yeah. And for my, just, just for my redraft leagues of, like, guys that, that kind of remind me of yeah. to take in my redraft leagues for success. And I have Roy Hulu on here. And right. And Danny Woodhead on here. After doing this, you know, studying for this. Right. Um, you know, I have CJ Spiller on there who I'm all I'm all in on CJ Spiller this year. I yeah. think he's gonna be a top ten fantasy running back this year. You know, guys like, you know, Andre Johnson, Ryan Tannehill, Frank Gore. Right. Guys like that. And then TJ Yeldon I would think would contribute this year. So yeah, I have Halu on at my list as well for that. Again, somebody that's kind of like slips through the cracks, you know, somebody right. that I don't think has almost no value, but he can come away this year, sixty receptions. Uh, absolutely. He's like, like, like maybe in comparison to like Niall Davis, where I think, you know, if all things work out, like Niall Davis to me has like a lot of long-term value if it works, works out. Roy Hulu, I think is mainly, he's on a year-to-year basis, yeah. you know, he, for he's this year. He's so he gets about right. one or two years. So, but I, I definitely, for this season, you know, he could be a good filler for your roster at a cheap val- at a cheap, cheap price. Yeah, the price is right on this one. And now, Davis, you're investing for him to be good. Yeah, Roy exactly. Lou, you're paying to get, contri- you know. Contributions right, right away. This year. Yeah. And he's somebody that if you invest in, I guarantee you'll get what you pay for, if not more, out of him. And so the price is so right, like, you, there's no way you almost lose that trade. So if you're at the end of your second round this year and there's nobody you really are in love with, get Hulu. I bet, I bet you can get him for a third-round pick. I bet you can. I bet if you even approach the owner and say, hey, man, I need some depth at running back. Uh, I was going to be a roster. I just need, like, a flyer guy. Like, I'll take Hulu. What do you want for him? And just see what he says. Right. You know, and start there. But he's somebody I would target. Uh, okay, next guy on the list here. He's my number one backup running back who may not even be a backup by the time the start, you know, it starts. And it's Joseph Randall in that. Dallas. Now, Joseph Randall last year had 51 rushes for 343 yards, 6.7 yard average, right? Now, this is the same guy that got caught stealing underwear and cologne from Dillard's in last October. He loves undies, man. Uh, you know, he had to have them. You know, he's a backup. He's making backup money. Right. Um, you know, if you want those Calvin Klein, you know, boxer briefs, man, they're not cheap. Right. You go out there and pay. So, uh. you know, and 61.3% of his yards came after contact. And he was he was in the top ten elusive rating by Pro Football Focus, so the goods were there last year. And he's you know who's his competition right now? Who's who's penciling as a starter? Starter? You know we have Brittle Run DMC, Darren McFadden. Absolutely, so easy to beat out. Yeah, this guy is the same guy that can hurt himself showering. You know he can hurt himself cutting a steak with a knife. It's Darren McFadden is just is he is he never not hurt? Never. Uh, Never. He's always nicked up. Yeah, always. And then you have Ryan Williams, whose knee is like, it's like a balloon. You know, it's just up and down, up and down. I don't know if a balloon goes up and down, but I guess. No, inflate, deflate. Inflate, deflate. Yeah. I guess I would call his knee like a yo-yo. A yo-yo? But balloon's better. Yeah, inflate, deflate. Right. There we go. Yeah, but someone, like, so right now penciled in, though, is the starters, Darren McFadden, and someone that, like, Hasn't rushed for over a thousand yards since 2010, and you know it know since 2000, 2010. And since 2010, like so, 11, 12, 13, 14. Nobody thought highly of Darren McFadden. Nope. Right? You know, I mean, he's always yards, been a guy that's like, oh, if he if he just gets a chance. His yards per carry since 2012: three point three, three point three, three point four. 
he is what he is. It, you know what I mean? Yes. Not, he, he, not the first round rookie pick we thought coming out of Arkansas. He's only rushed for a thousand yards, I think once, Ooh. right? I don't know. I think only once. And that was in 2010. Yeah, and we, we, this is the same guy we thought, like, when he went to Dallas, they're like, oh, pfft, yeah, no big deal. There's no way Dallas doesn't draft a running back, right? Well, they didn't draft a running back. Can't believe it. And it's got to be because of Joseph Randall. And this is the same guy that he's getting all the first team reps at OTAs. Now, it's pro- it is because Darren McFadden's banged up already. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, I really personally thought when, when the Cowboys signed Darren McFadden, you know, so whatever that was, February, whatever the case may be, I, I was like, He's probably not even going to make their roster. They're probably draft a running back or two mm-hmm. and go with Valvin Randall. Gordon's right. And, and he'll just, he'll get released. I would have loved to see TJ Yeldon in Dallas. I, I like like Jacksonville, but I would have loved them to see him there. Ah, you could have named, you can name any. There, there's so many guys yeah. you would like to see there. That's true. Right. Anybody could have went there, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's, that's somebody that you could easily beat. Out. Beat out. Yeah, right. So we have him listed here as a, as a backup now, and somebody who's not having your league as well. This is somebody that you can go out and get who might be the starter in Dallas. The same Dallas team that we've been talking about all year. Whoever goes to Dallas, right, is going to be sweet. You know, they're playing yeah. this monster O line. They have a great vertical attack to open up lanes for the running back. Right. And, well, that guy is going to most likely at some point, even if D- Darren McFadden starts the year, Joseph Randall is going to get carries. And that, I mean, I'm telling you, I love that 6.7 yards. Absolutely. You know, that's average. huge. That's, that's a sexy Rexy pick right there. And like all these guys were talking about, like, you know, they can, they can be obtained, right? You know, absolutely. I mean, what's the price tag on Joseph Randall? Really? The only, the only, the only you won't be able to get Joseph Randall is if like somebody's like hip to this, what's going on now. Right. Um, and when, and here's what I would do with Joseph Randall. Don't approach that owner now at, while he's taking first team reps at OTA. Wait for that hiatus break between mini camp. And then try and go get Joseph Randall. Uh, if you wait too long, it's going to be too late. If you try and do it right <clears> after this podcast, it's probably just a little bit too early because there is some new, you know, somebody goes on there and reads right now that he's starting right. the first team reps. Uh, that's fine. If somebody does say that, just tell them to go to our lads' depth charts and you'll see Darren McFadden on top of the depth chart. Right. I mean, because if, if somebody's, you know, I'm just assuming, you know, because obviously not everybody in your league is savvy as everyone else, you yes. know, and you might be playing in a newer dynasty type league or whatever the case may be. And you can, I mean, you could maybe steal Joseph Randall from somebody. Right. Oh, absolutely. And I'd absolutely give up. I'd give up two one for Joseph Randall. Wow. Okay. But still, I mean, from the way the drafts have been going, that's given up, you know, a Max Williams, Duke Johnson, uh, Philip Dorsett kind of player along those lines. Right. Really. And I'm okay with that for Joseph Randall. For the upside of what you're getting here, where you could possibly get a top 10 fantasy running back for this year and possibly beyond, you know, this is a guy that might be able to come in and play for a couple of years. This could be the guy that takes a step forward, and, you know, he's just not a one-year play. This could be a right. hashtag yeah. two- to three-year window or, play. Right. That's, he's definitely more along the lines of the Niall Davis versus the Roy Hulu. Yeah. And, again, out of all these guys we're talking about, this is the guy, out of all of them, I would, I'd want. So, for me, giving up. Uh, a 2-1, to be honest with you, as, as crazy as it sounds, if everything works out after doing the research on this guy and seeing the situation that he's in, I would have no arguments giving up 111, 112 for Joseph Randall. Just because I'm giving up Joseph Randall for Tevin Coleman, I'm giving him up for Doyle Green-Beckham. Uh, right. Upside kind of players. Now, right. you know, Doyle Green-Beckham I'd rather have. You know what I mean? But if I need a running back, obviously then I'm looking at Duke Johnson, Tevin Coleman at the end of the line right there. And Joseph Randall has just as good of a chance as Tevin Coleman. You know what I mean? So, so what about Joseph Randall though, as a receiving back doesn't really have some put up too many stats receiving wise. Have you anything like that you saw that like that he's capable or are we just going to go by what so far that he's done? It doesn't look like he's much of a receiving back so far. It doesn't really look that way. Right. Right. And I mean, I guess that's where the Ryan Williams. I mean, McC- I mean, he's only had four, he only had four catches last year. You know what I mean? But it's not they, impressive. No, but yeah. it, but granted, you know, I mean, you're playing with DeMarco Murray, or, you know, so. True. And, and I'm not watching it, Dallas every single week because I'm busy watching the Browns, so I can't give you the, you know. The lowdown. Right. Joseph Randall. And I guess, I mean, you have Ryan Williams there, but, I mean, if Ryan Williams' knee can stay deflated, you know, that's that would probably be his role on the offense, you know, the receiver yeah, back. Or right. maybe 
Or maybe Joseph Random st- steals the starting job, and then Darren McFadden's the third down back, or he stays a little bit more fresh because Darren McFadden can c- catch the ball pretty well. Yeah. So maybe that's not his, you know, forte, and that's not what he's going to do well. And again, I think Joseph Randall could come in and play well right away. I don't need his. From what I've seen, I don't need his receptions to make him a fantasy running back i need him to get carries i mean that's an interesting interesting point that you brought up i mean that that's a very good possibility that they end up doing a role reversal randall being the bulk carry and mcfadden being the receiving you know the third down receiving type back because that's something he's shown over his career even with those you know uh, terrible like running statistics he's uh-huh. he's able to have some receptions you know over the last five six years so and, and, and that way too you're keeping mcfadden fresh you know, right. If he's only playing occasionally on second down, or then he's only playing on third down, it's a good way to keep him fresh and have that one-two combo that you kind of want there. Because so, they do have a great line, and and you would think that they should be able to make a marginal back, you know, a notch, make them look a little bit better than they probably actually really are. True. So true. And again, I mean, I like a big thing here. We'll leave it on is that sixty-one point three percent of his yards after contact. And a top ten elusive rating by Pro Football Focus. So those are things that make me say, "Hey, this isn't just kind of just because of the line." Like there and is rich, and there. rich would invest in Joseph Randall. Don't yeah, forget that yeah, too. That's, and that's a big stat you right, know. Right. I, again, I'd probably go as high as a second, like a high second, a very right. high second. And if you really need a running back, don't be afraid to offer. If you have like one twelve there, is it, you're not. What's the difference? You know, difference between one twelve this year and two two is not very much. Honestly. Right. So he's somebody, again, there's always risk involved, but there's just as much risk drafting these guys as rookies. Absolutely. Can't stress that enough. Now, as as much as we love the rookies, I mean, I feel like we say this all the time, but it's like, yeah, I just have to stress that, like, man, while at the time you're drafting these guys, you think they're guarantees. They're they're really not, man. They're not. They're not. If you go through the years, uh, you'll see how many of these first round picks are bust right complete, and then that's a complete bust no value whatsoever that some don't even get a chance to contribute absolutely you know? i mean those running back wise you know roy Hallou at the time was a first round pick i believe like a late first round pick when he came out oh yeah for sure he um, was um so i mean we can sit here for all day oh, about, all day know, and bust bust. running backs that go in the first round let alone like everybody like hey, man, how many guys like you know how many guys come through the league like a trent richardson yeah. You know, a top three pick, you know, depending on your league or whatever, and just a complete, you know, nothing. Cedric Benson. Right. Yeah, I'm just thinking of them all. I mean, there's a, there's a million of them. And then you get there's... the guys like Arian Foster and Alfred Morris, and they right. come through, and they're like, hey, hey, real quick question. I got an offer last night. Okay. Uh, I was going to text you, but now while we're doing this podcast, yeah. I got offered a first-round pick next year. Okay, 2016, first-round pick. For Alfred Morris. From the guy that habitually gives away his first-round pick. Who's had ended up having a top? He has a good team, so I think I'll have a top. He might have a late round pick, but every year though he's had because he's given all his first round picks to one. Right. Uh, but he offered me yesterday, texted me saying, "Hey, I'll I give ju- you a first round pick for Alfred Morris." Well, I'll tell you what. In my because I do two dynasty leagues, my other dynasty league this past season, I traded Alfred Morris for a first round pick. Uh huh. And it was a fair trade because, and I'll tell you why. And I, because. It, this other dynasty league that I'm in with is, is a newer league. And so people, some people haven't done dynasty before. And I was v- move cautiously with some trades because I didn't want to rip people off. You know what I mean? Some people were offering trades that I was like, I can't take this out of the betterment of the league. Cause you really don't know at this time, you know, I'm trying to play it, play it right. You know You're what I'm dynasty saying? Vet and these guys are rooks. You right. Just, yeah. Cause then you ruin the league. and Everybody wants to quit. Right. Good, Ex- good exactly. move by you. Yes. And I, I try to have good integrity. You know what I'm saying? So I traded Alfred Morris for a first round pick last year. The dude was kind of hesitant, but this, so looking back on it now, I was like, Hey, listen, if you look at the, uh, where Alfred Morris is, is ranked, you know, cumulatively over the websites, he's ranked right around, uh, where TJ Yeldon's ranked overall for, and TJ Yeldon goes for like in the middle of first round picks. And I got, oh, I ended up getting a one six for Alfred Morris. And I'm like, 
it's right about pretty where fair. pretty fair deal. Because now you take the risk on if you get him, right? Now T.J. Yeldon, right? And the, there's the risk involved. You know what I'm saying? Where T.J. Yeldon could be a bust, but you know, it, it was a fair deal. He Correct. was trying to make this push. You know what I'm saying? So, I, my team is. I think that, that if you make it or you don't make it, that's a fair trade. And 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 I agree, it's a fair trade. Yeah. Uh, but you know, my situation with Le'Veon Bell being suspended, um, I have some guys behind him that could potentially start or get some good carries. For my team, it doesn't seem like it's the best. Right, because you can you can still make like an all you can make a a push. You know, I know you didn't make the playoffs. This, this is for the Dynasty Nerds League, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know you didn't make the playoffs this past year, but like as we were saying before, you know, your your team's actually like good, so you can make that push and. The little, you know, from what I know, like movement looking forward to next year, it's like, eh, I think I'd rather have Alfred Morris. Me too. I mean, things might change, you know, once we hit October and I, but just a little bit that I know now. As uh, right now, the next year's draft class doesn't look like it's going to be like these uh, last two. Not like the last two. And speaking of something I wanted to bring up, I tweeted yesterday and it came out. Tyler Boyd got a DUI, a stud wide receiver from Pitt. And hopefully that doesn't derail his career to somebody that target. He's like one of the top wide receivers. Yeah. Possibly. I mean, he'd be an underclassman if he came out, but Pitt's got some good skill position players, James Conner at running back too. Some guys just uh, that Hurts might be on the radar. Yeah. Right. So, so hopefully that doesn't mess him up because him and Laquan Treadwell from Ole Miss are probably the, yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, there might be someone I'm missing, but just briefly off the top of my head, it, it just sucks when one, a, a potential first round mm-hmm. pick for rookie drafts next year. Is already faced. He has DUI suspension. Right. Yeah, it's it's horrible. If he gets suspended for the year somehow, and then you know, obviously we you know Derek Henry and Ezekiel Elliott, right? Uh, but then we you know quarterbacks, right? Next year's the quarterback class for sure, right? Absolutely. So, but uh, all right. So Joseph Randall, we like him, right? Yeah. So moving on, next guy who's who ends my list of guys that I'd really try and go out there and like really try and target here, um, Danny Woodhead, right? Danny Woodhead yeah. is pretty much off the radar. You know, he missed he, week three last year. He broke his fibula. He was gone. Now, before that, in, 20, in 2012, Danny Woodhead was the number 24 overall PPR running back. Two, he, he was awesome. In 2013. Yeah, okay, yes, right. He was num- the number 12 overall running back in PPR leagues. Yeah. So this is a guy that comes in, and these are both years that he only came in and played on, you know, he's a third down running back. He, in 2013, he had 76 receptions and 605 receiving yards. He was the top leading receiver at running back. Uh, 9.4 yards per reception. And now it's just come down being a third down running back to Ryan Matthews. Right. And now we bring in Melvin Gordon. Explosive. Top, one of the top running backs in college football last year. If not the top running back in college football last year. And he might come in and play the same role because Melvin Gordon has the big the question marks where I know they've been working on it in San Diego already. I know that Melvin Gordon worked on it um, during his, uh, you know, pro days as well, showing he can catch the ball and pass protection. But they might, at least for the first year, bring the rookie along. Danny Woodhead might come in again. Now he's getting up there in age as well. Right. So this is, again, a kind of year-by-year basis. Yeah, he's definitely a year-by-year guy. I remember in that 2013, yeah, that great year, I cashed out on him in the Dynasty Nerds League for a second-round pick. Good value, right? Right. I mean, I think that was fair. But, like, it, it was midseason, and I I think whoever whoever got him he got solid production for the rest of the year. Yeah. What What he wanted and you know what was what he was looking for he definitely he got, he, got, yeah. he made out on that for sure. you know if you got if, yeah if you got him mid-season in 13 then that that was a great trade for, right. for a second round pick yeah you know um i mean he had three 20 plus games uh i think in 2013 so like fantasy point games oh yeah which right is, which is pretty impressive. i mean so it was like in and at that point when i traded him he was just like filler I was like, yeah, for sure, I'll just trade a backup. But then it got to the point where I was seeing the output that he was do- that he was having, and I was like, I was like slightly, di- yeah, because then I was making the push for playoffs, you know, and it's like, oh, I could really, if I just had Woodhead, you know. To me, I was just like, oh, I'm cashing out while the while the stock price yeah. is high, and it, just, it worked. You know, whatever. I don't regret no, the yeah, deal. He had no value you know? last year, and you still got a second. Do you remember who you took with that second round pick? Uh, I think Dante Moncrief. Okay. Right. So I'm pretty not, sure I took Moncrief. So not not too. Or if now you took Devontae Adams, right? Oh no, you didn't take Adams. No, you took, uh, uh, Cody Latimer. Cody Latimer. Yeah, they were like back to back. So either picks. which one you took, it's right. still 
compared to Danny Woodhead, I'd probably rather have both those guys long-term dynasty value. Right. So you, it was a fair trade for both. Right. Um, but yeah, Woodhead is one of those guys that comes in there again, somebody that you don't really think of. It kind of helps that he didn't play at all last year after broken fibula, which would probably help you get a tight attain him this year. But you can expect if he stays healthy to come right back in here and be a top PPR running back in the situation that he is in. Something that you could probably have as a low end running back too. And you were and you were saying, I, or did you? I don't know if you. He's more on the lines of the the Roy Hulu, yes, style year by year, uh, and and similar backs. Very similar backs. Yeah. Uh, I I trust Hulu to run better between the tackles than Woodhead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, similar the way they catch the ball, right. the way they run the ball. But yeah, both. You know, obviously he had that nine point four yards per reception, and Halu um had eleven point four. Oh, okay. At the time, so, but still, I mean, Woodhead is just probably just on usage alone, but alone, but you, but you, but you, that, you, that, you that, that's what we're talking about before. And I don't want to go on ahead of the time, but I said re- earlier in the podcast with Roy Halu and Danny Woodhead, um, they're very comparable, and I see Roy Halu's ceiling this year being right around that, you know, twenty thirteen. Danny Woodhead kind of season. Yeah. Where he can come in, that's what the impact he can have. And Woodhead did that backing up Ryan Matthews. Right. He finished the tw- he finishes the number 12 overall running back ba- as a backup, as a third down specialist. And that's why I know you love those kind of backs. That's why you love those Gio Bernards and those Amir Abdullahs. Because right. For PPR leagues, it's. You just, don't need a lead back. Right. You don't need somebody that can rush for 1,000 yards. You want the guy that can rush for 500 yards catch 70 balls and get 500 yards receiving right you're getting all these just like to me like those are just like bonus points you yeah. know so and those guys and those guys come away like a little bit more safer because even their bad games are like eight points right they're still right they're they're bad games they're still able to contribute on the receiving end you know like and and like sometimes those type of backs aren't valued very high because people will just look at their you know, they'll just have that rushing tendency. Yards. They'll just look at their rushing yards like that. Ah, exactly. And just, you know, the, the, they're not valued as high. And you have to look at the the, recep- the receptions are huge in PPR leagues. Same th- I mean, it goes without saying, but sometimes with the running backs, th- that's like a stat that you can maybe slide by some people that, you know, are more casual uh, fantasy football players, yeah, you know. Him finishes a number 12 overall running back in 13. And then tw- number twenty four overall in twelve, yeah. so he was, he was a running back one and a running back two. Danny Woodhead, just on receptions alone, yeah, and that 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 gets you places. That that's what makes Roy Hallou valuable because then you have somebody like I said their bad games are even good games. You know, like not good games, but running back two kind of games. You know, eight points, nine points, yeah, uh, possibly ten. Because then you have Alfred Morris, who's touchdown dependent, who catches no balls. Right, he'll have a nice game of eighty yards rushing, but he doesn't score a touchdown to get you eight points. Right. Consistently. Exactly. And and that can be frustrating at times. Now, I like Alfred Morris because that's consistent. You know, that's a consistent eight points. And then same thing, he kind of gets those touchdowns here, and that puts him up to all of a sudden you go from nine points to a 15-point game, and you're happy with it. So, but again, you get the same consistency, same consistency out of the third down back in a PPR league. And I know, again, you've lived and died by that. Yeah, I just like those type of guys uh, that I like. You know, especially like in those, uh, you know, mid-round draft pick, you know, or those second round picks, you know, there's at least some, there's a potential for value there, you know, in rookie drafts, that's where I'll tend to lean towards, you yeah, know. Yeah, and, 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 and I like that theory as well. Again, just, it's good points. You know, somebody you could throw in, plug and play during a bye week. Um, somebody goes down, you could put in there and again, give you running back two numbers because you should have your running back one, but it's always nice to have that consistent running back two because otherwise you have to plug and play a guy who's not catching the ball. Again, you're, you're wait, you're hoping on touchdowns, which is not something that's not guaranteed by anybody you know what I mean? Right. so it's kind of one of those things that you want the pprs uh kind of backs again because it just gives you those instant immediate help so then there's a couple other backs i mean i guess like some of the other i mean those are the more obvious ones some of the other guys that that i like for backups that you are probably a little bit more obvious but due to like injury mm-hmm. either guys that are more prone to injuries i mean you have your trey masons who's going to probably start the season but todd Gurley's, you know Trey Mason's value completely plummeted. Yeah, but I I, I almost would take Trey Mason here. He's definitely a good guy. I just think he'll be harder to target. 
harder to target. I agree, but the, he, he's on the upside of that top of that. Tier right. Area. So I was just going to throw, you know, just mm-hmm. throw some names at you. I know we're trying to wrap up and, you know, things of that nature. So I'll just throw some names at you. See what you, you know, what mm-hmm. you thought. Uh, so Trey Mason. Yes. Mike James, Tampa Bay. Like Mike James. It's real big confusing down there. It's confusing. Because you would think Charles Sims, too, has a potential as a starter. But, you know, Charles Sims averaged 1.36 yards after contact. Mm-hmm. And he forced just six mix, missed tackles in six, six attempts. And I like Mike James, too, before he broke his ankle. Right. And, you know, he's just, he's, he was solid. He was mm-hmm. solid. I don't think Mike James is never going to be a guy that's going to break. I drafted him in two leagues. R- right. I remember that. He's not someone that's he's not a burner. He's not going to, you know have these big plays, but he's just going to pound the ball down your throat. Mm-hmm. And that's the type of back he's been since college. And, and he's so you can probably get really cheap. You can get really cheap. So cheap that probably he might be it, a free agency if he just doesn't pan out, it doesn't even matter. Yeah. You can get him so cheap. Right. And cause you're rolling the dice. I mean, they have Bobby Rainey, Doug Martin, Charles Sims, Mike James. And it's like, Mike James m- might not even be the guy. Might not even make the roster. Might not make the roster. However, the the price it would that you could attain for it's worth the gamble. Yes. So I don't know. He's somebody possibly uh, to look, look at and, and look good in his limited opportunity before breaking his ankle. Right. Agree. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, uh, Adrian Peterson's back. Now Adrian Peterson comes is back to the full fold. Yep. McKinnon's value is going to drop. I, yeah. I have McKinnon ran down. I like McKinnon a lot. Great, uh, great value there as well. Young right. too. And yeah, if he go, he's, his, he looks, there's already rave reviews come out of him on OT. Right. So he, he might be harder to obtain, but however, someone, his value does go down just based off of Peterson coming Correct. back. But so. Peterson is older and he might, this, he may be a one year guy and then they trade him. Right. So. Absolutely. Um, this one might kind of random, but just due to the fact that DeMarco Murray last year was, uh, Perfectly, you know, he was awesome and perfectly healthy, but he's always had injury concerns. Ryan Matthews might be somebody to look at. He's an afterthought now in dynasty leagues. And, and they said they want to give him more carries than people are realizing it right. at the same time. So yeah, for the price, his price might be really right. Right. Honestly. And, but he, he, to me, to me, you know, and he might be somebody that might, might only benefit due to DeMarco injury, but. I think he, I didn't come away with having some value, possibly, even without injury. Okay. But yeah. True. Yeah. And again, most of these guys need injuries, unless you're the PPR. Right. Like and that's and that's basically kind of like where I'm going. You know, James going James Starks, to, for example. J- James Starks. You know, somebody exactly. that's never really looked great, but suitable. You know, he, he last year he had he top fifty yards just once. He had double digit carries only two times last year, but he has a four point three yard per carries. You know, but again, he needs Eddie Lacy, who's one of the top dynasty backs out there, do get hurt to have value. And Starks is one of those guys that has value to the Lacy owner compared to anybody else. Yeah, and I mean, that's really about all I got. I mean, I don't want to name every backup running back. In the, I'll, in, throw, I'll throw one more out there, too, okay. which I think, as this says again, and I know everybody else hates him, I'm the only one that's not on that bandwagon yet, is Terrence West. Uh, okay. So he can get really cheap. He was a high draft pick last year. The Browns running back situation is still unknown. Everybody's just automatically assuming Isaiah Carell is going to be the man starting there. Um, I'm assuming that as well. You know, or I'm, possibly a, I'm Duke Johnson. definitely assuming that as well. Yeah. Or maybe somehow Duke Johnson wins it as well. But, again, Terrence West's price might be just right enough where they're, run, they're going to run the ball a ton there behind a really good offensive line. They're going to try to run the ball a lot. Will they be down? My concern with the Browns running backs and I know people don't want to hear a Browns podcast. However, I just am concerned that the Browns are going to be down in so many games that they're going to be forced to pass and thus negating what they truly want to do, which is run the ball. I disagree because I think they have a really good defense, a really good, they have a phenomenal secondary. Yeah. More pro bowlers in the secondary than any other team in the NFL last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're bringing Traymond Williams, Justin Gilbert, you know, good reviews coming on him right now. And they beefed up the off- defensive line as well. So I think the defense is good enough to keep them in games. And that's the mentality they're trying to build the team around. Uh, a solid run game and good defense. So I don't yeah. think it's going to be too extraordinary, extraordinary, like out of games. You know, it will happen some games probably, but right. I don't think they'll ever be out of it enough where they can't get away from their philosophy of running the ball a lot. Okay. And it might just be because, you know, Isaiac, it was wishy washy last year. Yeah, and, absolutely. You know, so Terrence West, he's not somebody you're going to plug it in week in, week out, but the price may be right enough. If he does, you know, that one week you hear, like, all right, Terrence West is starting this week plug and play, but just became the offensive line. Cause when he did start a couple games, he did, he, he had a one game over hundred yards. Yeah. And, he, and you know, in the Baltimore game, he looked good as well. Now that was it. Yeah. That was definitely it. But you know, he also coming out of Cleveland. There's a lot of stories about him. You know, the, the report just came out him and Ben tight 
the reason they cut Ben Tate was because him and Terrence West got into like, really bad arguments every game that they were there. Yeah. And he went into that coming out of Towson, you know, with that big man on campus mentality. He had a really yeah. bad attitude as well. Terrible attitude. So, and, and you know what? And even to the point when they drafted Duke Johnson, he put a tweet out there. Didn't oh, say anything. Yeah. They were all like those. Emojis yeah, whatever. whatever the heck you call those damn things, you know. And and then like the next day, he tried to like cover up because he got. Because then I was reading reading all the you know the replies to that, and he was getting blasted. Yeah, you know what kinda. I mean? It's I almost a, blasted him. Right. <laughs> I wanted to because Duke's my boy. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm like you know so. But the, again, that, and that's a, but that's a reception of him right now. So the price is so cheap right now. Yeah. For somebody just again, impossible opportunity on a really young guy. The price might be might be right there. All right, I'll let you put your name on that one. I can't co-sign that one. Put the RD initials yeah. right next to it. So right. there you go. Those are the backup running backs that we have there. You know, always. So hopefully you pulled something away out of that uh, to help you out. Again, I, I mean, I think there's a couple guys in there that you might hopefully change your mind upon, and that you might want to go out there and kind of acquire for the price right price. Because I know I know doing the research for this podcast, it changed my mind on a couple guys as well. And there's some guys I want to target. Uh, so until then, um, if you guys have any questions about anything Dynasty Fantasy Football or just anything at all, if you need some good life advice. Yeah, if you want to talk video games. <laughs> In Mike's <laughs> case, you want to talk uh, video games. Uh, yeah. Splashtoon. Splatoon. Splatoon. Yeah, Wii U. It's, I'm just like addicted. It's My awesome. My son, he's like, I want this game. He showed me some game yesterday and they showed the name. I'm like, wait till Mike comes over. You can talk to him. Oh, uh, I'm addicted. That's, that was yeah, game. it's like it's... Uh, it's like a Mario Kart of shooting games. Like, so if you have like Call of Duty, like if uh, uh, Gran Turismo is like the realistic and you have Mario Kart is the fake one. So if you have Call of Duty and then you have like Splatoon, it's like it's a shooting game, but it's like Nintendo out and it's super fun and, and addic- oh, I'm addicted. So if you if you love that game, too, make sure you hit up Mike. Yeah, I want to yeah, I'll play at uh, Dynasty Nerd Mike. He will play with you. Yeah. And I'll dominate i'm good i <laughs> i have no video games i'll play with anybody i don't have the time i wish i did yeah uh but you can hit me about anything even video games that i have no idea what i'm gonna be talking about at <laughs> dynasty rich um again we encourage you to get on dynastynerds.com for up-to-date rankings uh make sure you get on the dynastynerds.com and use that form to interact with our awesome dynasty community on there on the forum it's great if you would like to support the podcast all you have to do is just get on itunes give us a ranking give us a review helps us out a ton uh, and if you really want to support it, you can buy an awesome T-shirt at DynastyNerds.com, the shop. They're great shirts. Uh, shout out to the guy who just bought two. He bought two shirts this week. They're going out uh, on Monday. Pretty shout out to you, man. I wish I knew your name. I can't remember what it was. But shout out to you anyway. Thanks, man. So until then, uh, I'll be on vacation next week. So there's a 50-50 chance there'll be a podcast next week. I think I'm going to record one solo right before I go to give you guys something to On the to beach? Or are you going to do it before? Huh? I don't know. I might do it before. Yeah. I can't do it on the beach. Why not, man? With the seagulls? Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I think that'd be cool, Today man. Yeah, on the Dynasty Nerds podcast. Yeah, real, real, real casual. We're, ta- we're talking Corona. Yes. Sand. Yeah. I, I'd like that. I'd listen to that I one. I bet you would. Maybe I'll just get like one of those sound machines playing in the background. Right. Like, I'm here at the beach. Yeah. <laughs> Hurricane coming through. Yeah. So, but until then, guys, thanks for listening. We'll be back uh, uh, next week, possibly. If not, minimum two weeks, you'll hear, you'll hear us all together again. Until then, have a good one. Thanks. All right. See you. Ready, set, Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.